This past week, I have found myself starting over, not completely, not in every aspect of my life, but in terms of my work life, it is a uh, pretty drastic change. And the first thing that I found myself thinking as I went into this past week was, and literally, this is what I thought to myself, starting over again, you know, and then it's that whole uh, disbelief and that whole feeling of just being almost bewildered and amazed that where I, you know, at at, uh, almost 56 years old, I started thinking about how many times I have started over again. And I'm laughing, or, or I guess giggling in this case a little bit, because I realized that I was really not doing myself any good whatsoever. Because all, all I was doing was thinking self-defeating thoughts about finding myself starting over yet again. And then the thoughts you know, really branched out from there into identifying as the person that, ha- that has had to start over so many times in my life. And then there was the, admittedly, the, some of the feelings of self-pity. And I am, I'm wanting to be completely vulnerable here because I feel like this is really the only way that I can, that this can help in any way. If it is helping, I don't know if it is or not, but if the only way I can do that is by being completely open about what this experience really was like. And so after a short period of time, finding myself feeling low, energetically speaking, and feeling a little bit resigned, I realized in a pretty short order of time that these, all I was doing was I was busy believing everything I was thinking about what it was feeling like to start over again. I had really ignored and overlooked the fact that in this case, thankfully, after having a, uh, working very hard at a business for the past year and a half that has ultimately, and of course I am, I don't even really feel like I can say anything about this because I am one of many, many people who have either lost their business or found it drastically uh, impacted by what's happening with the economy uh, here in the United States as well as in the world. And it's I know it's a time of chaos and turmoil and uncertainty for people all over the world. And in this case, I overlooked you know the opportunity to have gratitude for having the ability to go back to do work in a previous business that I had before I started this one. And I forgot literally to be grateful that I had any work to do at all, which I did. And thankfully, that is the case. But because of several reasons that I had for do, you know stopping this previous work and engaging in this new business, and it's, it's way more than I can go into in this period of time, but it has been very good for me, even though it did it. It really did not end up uh, going where you know I had hoped that it would. The good news was is that it allowed me to get much more out in the world and really engaging with people more and really continuing to heal a long, very long-term pattern of isolating behavior, which has been the case most of my adult life. And so, as I began to do work again, where I would be working remotely for clients, there was the fear and the worry about, you know, here I go back to this again, what is going to happen? What do you know, am I going to revert back to these previous behaviors? Um, 
I can say that the most important thing about this is is that I don't know what the future will bring. The one thing I know for sure is that I am going to attempt and my intentions are for me to be as aware as I possibly can be about what I'm thinking because if I'm going to find myself isolating again, and I know right now with what is going on in the world with the pandemic, it is uh, it is a time, you know, there is certainly a lot of people I've spoken with, myself included, am experiencing more physical isolation. Clearly, there are ways to stay connected with people electronically. But in this case, though, it's really about remembering that I am, if I choose to be empowered, and mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice is the most important way that I can stay empowered. In other words, if I'm going to begin a long-term period of, of isolating behavior again, it will only be because my thoughts, I will believe what I, if I'm thinking these kinds of thoughts and really beginning to reinforce this kind of behavior, it's going to be because I believe whatever it is that I'm thinking about it. And I'm, if, if it's going to happen, if I'm going to slip back into this, it's going to be because I identify, I choose, even though I know better, if I really choose to identify as the person who's starting over and doesn't have any choice and is going to succumb to this, this desire to live in what uh, you know many healing practitioners refer to as a low vibrational state. If I'm going to live that depressed, isolated lifestyle, it's only going to be if I choose to identify as that person. And I know that I know better. And the beautiful part about mindfulness practice is, and how it has helped me so much, is that it has, while it has taken me years to heal from these long-term patterns that I have engaged in, the only way out for me has been through mindfulness practice. It has only been, I've only been able to escape these long-term patterns and begun to create a different life for myself when I had the empowering realization many years ago when my first mindfulness teacher shared with me that it's that I can be empowered if I don't believe everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling and that I can't stop the thoughts at all. And I don't want to be too repetitive because I usually will tend to say these things over and over again. And I don't want to overdo that. But what I would say here is that in with any situation in which we're starting over again, and sometimes life does tend to move backwards and not forwards. And when I say backwards and forwards, those are really only words and concepts. I found in a lot of cases that life is not quite that linear, that things are not, it's not really just a, uh, uh, a binary proposition where life moves forwards or backwards because really no two moments in time are identical at all. And even though I can convince myself otherwise and, and convince myself that here I go again, I'm sinking back into this place that I didn't want to be. And the more that I resist what is actually happening, and in this case, I found myself struggling with that for, for the last few months and weeks. In other words, I knew that things with this newer business that I started a year and a half ago, that the fundamentals were not good. And there was a tendency to cling to this because I was afraid of what the alternative might be. And the only thing that I was really afraid of more than anything was reverting back to these old behaviors. And I moved, after being gone for four years, I moved back to the city that I grew up in. 
and the city that I experienced a lot of my life living a very a very depressed lifestyle and not living you know in a in a way that was best for me. And so I came back here a year and a half ago determined through this work and this new business that I started a year and a half ago uh, that I was not going to live that way any longer. And so that's been the biggest fear. And these are just thoughts. And that's the most important thing I can say about this is that my resistance to going ahead and reverting back to the kind of work that I've done for almost 30 years prior uh, makes a lot of sense right now. Uh, for a lot of reasons, and, and but but then again, those are just thoughts as well. And I don't want to diminish the logical, logistical thinking. Sometimes in life, there are times when we do want to make choices that are as as informed as they can possibly possibly be. I'm certainly not advocating that anyone, myself included, just you know, so, sort of live by the seat of the pants, so to speak, and just, you know, make decisions without really thinking things through. I know that there is kind of a fine line there. In other words, I can, I can overthink things. I can overanalyze things too much and never make a decision. But I also realize that the other end of that extreme is not thinking about it at all and just kind of blindly making it, you know, one move after another. But right in the middle of the road, I think, is the, the notion and what I found has been best, is what has worked best, at least for me, is to think logistically and logically when it's needed, when, it, when, when there's something that calls for that, but to, 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 to do it in a mindful way, to actually do this in a way where I'm not getting carried away with it, where it doesn't take on a life of its own. I simply you know, utilize it as a tool. And that's what I find is I heard someone once say that the mind basically is uh, is not the best master and so the idea is to use it more as a tool when needed and to not let it necessarily run the show and not to believe everything that it's thinking and I'm finding that as I went through this week while yes there were periods of feeling emotionally low and feeling emotionally discouraged that is just and of course I had a teacher mention that to me a couple weeks ago and describe this as weather you know, these feelings do come and go. And the idea is not to get to a place where I transcend these feelings. Uh, and, that's, and sometimes I think that is something that people try to do. And I, I have had periods in my life where I thought that was the thing to do. In other words, if the feelings are what is causing me so much difficulty because I'm thinking so much about what I'm feeling and I'm reacting to it internally, that the tendency would be to try to find some way to suppress those feelings but I know the more I do that I'm not going to heal at all I'm not going to release these feelings because really all they are is in a, at a deeper level is is just energy and yes they are very powerful and yes they do affect us in a very deep way but it is because it is something that is energetic and so I've, I've learned from people that I trust and know really understand that really understand this that it's best to let that energy move through me and not hold on to this uh, because when I do that it just ends up being I end my 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 being ends up holding on to this as bodily tension that ultimately affects my thinking and my mental outlook and then when my mental outlook is affected by the bodily tension it's a it's a feedback loop it just continues you know the what is felt in the body ends up being experienced in the mind if I'm experiencing, you know, negative thoughts and self-defeating thoughts and, and thoughts of, you know, that are causing suffering, then I'm going to feel that in my body. And it just, it's just a cycle that never ends. 
And so I can say after struggling with this at the early, in the early part of this week, getting some clarity about it by the middle of the week and ending the week really feeling encouraged that I, in fact, was able to start over yet again. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's, it's, it's human. This is part of what we do. We adapt. We, uh, we make the best of it. We do the best we can. We sometimes improvise. Uh, we can't plan it all out and plan out for every contingency, or at least if we plan it, I don't want to be too attached to the plans that I'm not able to just improvise and just tune into and just feel what is actually happening. And as I conclude this today, that is really the most important thing that I want to say is that when I got to a place and the only way I could get to this place where I was more at peace with this was that I utilized mindfulness practice. And even before that, when I found myself feeling agitated and fearful and feeling sorry for myself and feeling like a victim and feeling frustrated and just getting really overly caught up in my thoughts about where I was, where I found myself in life yet again, as I say, uh, it was only about realizing it really, what, what really changed it was the realization that I can actually just be where I am. I don't have to fight against that. If I'm so busy trying to be somewhere else, if I need it, if I so badly need it to be different, then that's just a thought too, because then that's just a, an expectation of how I think it should be. And it has nothing to do with the way that it actually is. And that is what is so powerful about these meditative practices and what mindfulness practice being a form of a meditative practice is. And it's really just about calming the mind first and then beginning to just pay attention to the mind but not believing anything that is going through the mind. And the more that I can absorb my mind in a meditative practice, and that could be paying attention to my breathing in and out. It could be looking at something. It could be just paying attention to what's going on around me right here, right now, in this moment, and then I'm here. And the idea is to just choose that. I can't stop my mind from thinking. It's the, 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 the ultimate realization is whatever is in my mind, if I'm paying attention to it, then I'm not here now. I'm not here in the present moment where it's all actually happening. I am literally paying attention to something that has nothing to do with what's going on right in front of me, nothing to do with the present moment. And if I can practice being in the present moment, even if it feels weird, even if it doesn't feel good, that is what's going on in the moment. And this much, despite how much I may protest against it, how much I may not like it. And believe me, I can speak from experience. If over the past 30 years that I have practiced mindfulness, I don't think I could even put a number on how many times I have not liked the way that it's felt to be me in any given moment, to be wherever I was in, in, in this particular life journey uh, while it was happening. And what I found is, is that the less seriously I take whether I like it or not and adopt more of my first guru actually always taught me to say the following phrase, and this too, and this too. And the idea was that I was just in these moments and being open to it all. And it's, you know, and I certainly don't want to be open to or advocate what is bad or unhealthy for myself or anyone else. 
but I can only con- control so much of any situation. And so it's just, you know, reorienting myself, reminding myself, coming back to that deep inner wisdom that I can do my best. I, it's and, I, and I'm not going to be perfect. It's not all going to go the way that I think that it is. Uh, but I don't have to get caught up in any speculation about whether it will or won't go the way that I hope that it would. What I can do is use, utilize my time and energy to just be here. And I can't really choreograph the outcome, so to speak. I can't, I can't try to be a certain way in any given situation with anyone because I'm going to be however I'm going to be. And it's not, I don't use that as an excuse or a way to escape responsibility. Actually, it's the opposite. I want to utilize that wisdom to take more responsibility. And the only way that I can take more responsibility for how I am in any given moment is to actually be here and be present in it. And so for me, I can say that while I could have driven myself crazy about starting over yet again, I was able to, thanks to the practice, had nothing to do with me and there's nothing extraordinary or different about me. I'm just a a limited, flawed human being like like everyone else. Uh, I'm no different. It's just that it's, it's about what I have practiced. It's about what we choose to practice. And somehow, through practicing this over the years, I've begun to realize that life, I may start over, I have no idea where life will go. I may start over another 100 times. I may start over another 200 times. There's no way to know. And so I can either get caught up dreading it, lamenting the fact that this is the way life is, that there are no guarantees, and that all I can do is do my best and it's going to go however it's going to go. But in this case, with mindfulness practice, it allows me to not live in the fear of that, to not get so caught up in my speculation or even my uh, beliefs about what life is going to be going forward or about what has happened in the past because I can get just as caught up in replaying the past over and over again and creating beliefs about what happened and how it wasn't fair and about how I was a victim in some way. And about how disappointing it was and about how it didn't go very well. Uh, I can do this looking forwards or backwards. And when I'm doing that, the only thing that, the, the only buffer in between those, the only, which is really the absolute reality, looking forward or looking backward are just relative, is just relative reality because it's filtered through the way that I interpret it. So it's relative to me only. And that's another thing that I learned is that, you know, all of this is, is if I get caught up in my take on it, it's not to say that, that I don't matter and that my thoughts don't matter or that what I think doesn't matter. What's even more powerful than that is it doesn't matter whether it matters or not. The beautiful part is, and I apologize if that sounds very circular, really what matters, what I found is, is being here and just letting and flowing with whatever is actually happening and doing my best and taking responsibility and being accountable and being human and not being afraid to be human, which means sometimes it's, you know, I'm going to make what, you know, what, what looks like the wrong choice, but then again, right and wrong are just relative. Uh, It is very possible that I'm I'm going to, I make whatever choice I was meant to make at the time. There's no way for me to know there really isn't. So the only thing that I can do is do my best and cut myself some slack. Uh, the only thing I can do is be kind and gentle to myself 
and ultimately to extend that kindness to others and to be patient with myself and with others. And uh, after a week of starting over again, I can truly say that really, if we pay attention, and this is the last thing I want to say about this, and this came to me earlier today, was that really, if you think about living in the present moment, where you're breathing in, you're breathing out, we're in this moment, and then we go to the next moment, and the next moment, at a deeper level, we really are starting over every moment. And the more, I had a teacher share that with me years ago, and it took a while for that to really sink in, but I have found that to be very, very true, that really I can't carry anything from one moment to the next. In other words, the, the, the absolute reality of what is, is changing constantly every moment. And that the me that I was in this moment is not going to be the same me that is in the next moment. And there's a lot of physio, physiological reasons for that. And there's certainly a lot of metaphysical reasons as well. And it's just a matter of how we perceive it. But I know this, that uh, starting over is something that I would much rather go through life doing if that's going to be the way it's going to be, regardless of how I feel about it, whether I like it or not. What I really want to do is be able to practice flowing with it more and not fighting against it and not fearing it. And the most beautiful thing about all of this, and this is what I've learned through mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice, is that each, each moment, if we're here, it provides us with the ability to, to begin to learn how to start over again and again and again. And uh, it doesn't have to be something that's bad. It doesn't have to be something that's, that's, that causes fear. And uh, it is actually something that we can actually begin to feel more empowered when we're open to it. And though these are the most important lessons that I've learned this week, starting over yet again.